Today, we are going to be bringing you the slightly cheesier song by the band that wrote, We Built This City. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Decomposition Podcast, where we hyperanalyze all of your favorite terrible songs. My name is Brad, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Katie. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm fine, but I wholeheartedly disagree with what you just said. You disagree with me. It's a hard disagree. All right, well, we will we will get into that. How are you feeling? How is your back doing? How is your... Much better. Much better. Not a big fan of the drugs? No, um, just... Uh... <laughs> FYI, I really don't like muscle relaxers yeah. at all. That's what we learned this week. I uh, I like watching you on muscle relaxers, but I, I cap out at about like 10 minutes and then I've had enough. Then you need me That's to just exactly. pass out and fall asleep. I like, I like about 10 minutes of your nonsensical giggling, uh, <laughs> but I should make it known that you, you are definitely feeling better, uh, ready to get back in the swing of things. And yeah, I'm on the mend. I'm not 100%, but right. I'm definitely better than last week. Excellent. That is great news. I'm sure everybody will agree with me, or at least I hope. if you don't agree with me, please shoot us an email at decompositionpod at gmail.com and let us know why you don't care that Katie is on the mend. And FY, by the way. FY, by the way. Um, I do have a couple of little things I want to get out of the way before we launch into our song today. Okay. Um, just want to get into a couple of shout outs over... Uh, people that we've been uh, chatting with over the course of the past week. First, I want to thank uh, the Useless Debates podcast because um, we listened to them and they they gave us a little a little review. They chatted about us a little bit on their podcast and I wanted to say thank you. Um, I also want to say that uh, X-Men is definitely the best Saturday morning cartoon show. I was a little upset with them because okay. they said that the Snorks was like obviously a bad cartoon and I loved that cartoon. Well, they said the Snorks was a ripoff of the Smurfs. But it was like a better Smurfs. Hmm. Okay. Personally. Okay. That's you just, just me. We'll just wait until the uh, the entirely CGI movie of the Snorks comes out and then then we'll judge. And if it's as good as the Smurfs movie, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> any any one of the Smurfs movies. I think there were multiple ones. Um, second best Saturday morning cartoon was The Tick, by the way. Objectively, that is correct. So sure, okay. <laughs> I did love um, X Men. So yeah, X Men was great. Um, uh, he sent us a message on Twitter saying that like we've obviously never had the experience of like booty dancing to whoop or whoop. <laughs> there it is at a middle school dance, and I just want to say like yeah, no kidding, bro, because we have Springsteen. All right, we, <laughs> I just want to make that known. Uh, that said, in my middle school, Ace of Base and Cotton Eye Joe really ruled the stereo. So, geez, I don't even remember what music was played when I was in middle or, school. Or maybe uh, Mr. Vane. All of those like early 90s like techno pop hits mm. were really uh, big at the time. I want to say hello to Laura Bainbridge Hattersley, who reached out to us, uh, or in her native tongue, if I may, L-O-R-U. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that your favorite? Well, you're just waiting for Guffman. I just guffman all over the place, yeah. Um, I wanted to say thank you for uh, shooting us a message on Facebook, and I want you to please apologize to your husband on our behalf. Uh, we will do our best to not make you laugh out loud if that helps your marriage. Or you could just get him really into the show also. Wink, wink, hint, hint. But thank you for reaching out. Um, she sent us a suggestion for a song that I think is definitely... <laughs> 
I was doing a little research on that earlier today, and it is delight. I don't know that I want to say it out loud, to be honest with you. Okay, we'll keep it a secret. I'll keep it a secret because I don't want people to uh, get their hopes up for it, only to have us fall short of what we're Expectations. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's fine. Um, last, I wanted to say hello to Ryan L. Waterman, who reached out to us on Twitter just today, uh, talking about the Sarah Bareilles episode. Oh, um, do we have to talk about Bareilles every week now? Every single week, yes. We do have to talk about Sarah Bareilles. Since we've dropped saying, like, uh, you know, Gavin Rossdale still hasn't tweeted us back about his Willie being food, mm-hmm. uh, we do have to just incorporate Bareilles into every single episode. I don't episode know if I now. can do this, Brad. Now, I see you're stressed out. Your, your hair has gone a little crazy. I just want to point that out. Cool. Thank, thankfully, this is not a visual medium. But we are well on our way to 10,000 downloads, Katie, just shy of the year mark. I know. We're coming up on a year and coming up on 10,000 downloads. Yeah. So if everybody could just spread the word and please, help us meet please. that goal, we'd if be super If you would excited. not mind helping us out. Of course, we have absolutely like nothing to gain by 10,000 downloads except no, for like bragging cool. rights. And I would love it if uh, people would just do us a favor and, you know, spread the word word uh tell your friends that word of mouth really goes a long 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 way and we appreciate everything that you guys have done for us thus far i second that do you are, are we ready to are we ready to get into this week's song yes i think so anything i'm forgetting in the in the shout outs or news department here no? no i think you did it no so today we are going to be discussing the 1986 hit song by starship Nothing's gonna stop us now. Um, this, of course, became famous because it was on the Mannequin soundtrack. It was the theme song for the movie Mannequin. Uh, it was also released on their 1987 album No Protection, which is like the worst name for an album. I just want to put that out there. It's silly. It is silly. Uh, this song went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, it did number. <laughs> Number one on Billboard's Pop Airplay. Number one on Adult Contemporary. Number one. Number one. Number one. Just That's knocking right. them out of the gold knocking after gold after gold park. after gold. So it did get certified gold with 500,000 copies sold. Not platinum? What was wrong with people in 1986 and 1987? Yowzers. You are mad. You are mad at a 30-year-old song. I'm not mad <laughs> at the 30 song. 30-year-old crowd. Pardon not me. mad at the song. It's a 30-year-old crowd that needs to buy 500,000 more copies of this, evidently. And also, Katie, an Academy Award-nominated song. That's right. That's right. (laughs) For best original song, can I tell you what it lost to? What? Do you want to guess what movie was out in 1986-87? I don't know. Come on. Did it lose to The Power of Love? No. No, no, no. Was that a good guess, That was not an original song for Back to the Future. Um, It lost to I've Had the Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. So, Hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean... I don't know which song is better. Listen, there were a lot of like this song is better. garbage songs out in the 80s, original songs for movies, original songs. I'm a little confused by what you just okay. said. <laughs> now, Starship is, of course, like best known for uh, We Built This City on Rock and Roll, which is just like it's a cheese ball anthem. That song you know, is th- bad. This song is amazing. I'm I don't gonna... even understand why we're talking about this song. It's a perfect song for a perfect movie. Katie, I... <laughs> I have a confession to make. I pulled a little bait and switch on you. I love this song. (laughs) (laughs) It is the cheesiest goddamn song on the planet. But you bet your ass I am singing along with this garbage song every single time. Stop calling it a garbage song, though. You're so disloyal. You're so disrespectful. Every single weird, gray, slick voice 
everything that happens in here, every single cheese ball '80s movement that happens in the video, it is fantastic. Yeah, let's press pause. A, for a I second. will not pause because you. This isn't a one-week bait and switch. This is an ongoing. Yeah. Like months and months long. Yeah performance yeah. on your part that yeah. you hate this song sure this is yeah this was an investment i am in shock <laughs> i have a cheese ball ironic love for this garbage song i have a genuine heartfelt love for this non-garbage song okay um i feel the same way about we built this city on rock and roll that's a stupid song. that is a lame lame cheese ball song and i love it all right yeah, don't goo me. We Both built this songs. city on rock and roll is no good. Disagree wholeheartedly, but that is an episode for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to read the chorus for us? For the song that we both love so, so much, despite how terrible it is objectively? It is not objectively terrible, though. See, the good thing here is that even though we both love the song, Mm. we totally disagree about the song. That's okay. I do not think it's a bad song. I do not think it's garbagey. Yeah. I think you're wrong. I think it's great. Well, prove me wrong, Katie. I don't know. Read me the chorus. (laughs) If I can, but I'll try. The chorus changes a little bit depending on when it comes up, but I'll just read the first version of it. Let him say we're crazy. No, no, no. That's the the prequel. That's the Grace Slick part. And we can build this dream together. Do you want me to read the chorus? Come on. You love this song more than I do. I thought all of that went together as the chorus. You've ruined this episode. No, I haven't. How dare you? It's a garbage episode for a garbage song. Shock. 10,000 downloads, Katie. Here we come, baby. (laughs) That doesn't count as part of the chorus? No, that's pre-chorus. What is the difference between chorus and pre-chorus? Pre-chorus is a lead up to the chorus. Why isn't it just the chorus? I didn't invent the rules. But I want you to explain the rules I want you to to read the chorus. All right. You took the wind out of my sails, though. Well, you're on a lot of drugs. I can't read the other part then? Well, we'll read it when we get to it. All right. We're not going to we're not going to miss any lyrics if that's what you're concerned about. You promise? I don't at all. (laughs) I may forget. All right. And we can build this dream together, standing strong forever. Nothing's going to stop us now. And if this world runs out of lovers, we'll still have each other. Nothing's going to stop us. Nothing's going to stop us now. Whoa, no. So, so good. Tell me why that's good. What is it about that that makes you think it's good? Do you know what? I really like how just straightforward and sincere the whole song is. Mm, it's sincere, not, yes. It's not pulling any punches. It's not trying to be overly fancy pants. It's yeah. not full of really detailed references. It's just saying what it means in a really genuine, lovely, mushy gushy way. And I like it. It is a super lot. mushy gush. I yeah, love it. There's a lot of mushing and gushing happening yeah. in this I song, not it. just that chorus. That I think that chorus is adequate. What what's wrong with it? It's it's hummable. I know all the words without having to hear the entire thing. So that it stays in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was co-written by Diane Warren and Albert Hammond. Um, Diane Warren, of course, who you'll remember from our Alice Cooper episode. Sure. But, uh, she's written a zillion songs for a zillion people. Celine Dion, Meatloaf, Aerosmith, and of course, South Gang, former hair metal band of Butch Walker. Oh my gosh, our, yeah. that's crazy. So she wrote a song for that's there. That's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and he's saying that so much today. Um, Albert Hammond has worked with Celine Dion, Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, uh, Julio Iglesias, and Willie Nelson. And of course, two decomposition favorites, Air Supply and Heart. 
Um, and this song was inspired by him finally being granted a divorce from his wife and being able to marry his girlfriend of seven years. Oh, that taints it a little bit for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he evidently remarked to Diane Warren that nothing was going to stop them now. And this song erupted from that. Um, Nothing's going to stop us now, even my marriage. Even my marriage. Wah, well, wah. my marriage being over. Now that my marriage is over, nothing can stop us. How romantic. So mushy-gushy, That is Katie. bullshit. It is bullshit. Pardon me. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's what happened with this song. That's how this song got wrote. And so let's discuss this. So we can build this dream together, standing strong forever. Nothing's going to stop us now. And if this world runs out of lovers, we'll still have each other. That's how much they love each other. Like, even if love dies in every other relationship. Yeah. There's is you still are you are trying strong. to stifle Nothing a is laugh, stop it. and it is really something. I am not. How dare you? Yeah, I would never. I'm smiling never. with the joy that this song brings. Well, me. you are on a lot of drugs. <laughs> I'm on zero drugs, by the way. I am unmedicated at the moment. Sure. How do I know? I wasn't home all day. That's true. Touche. You have to take my Touché. word for it. Um, so a lot of people think that Starship is just the evolution of, of Jefferson Airplane into Jefferson Starship into Starship. But the fact of the matter is that Grace Slick is the only member of Starship that was in Jefferson Airplane. I did not know that. Yeah. I was on the evolution no. train. No. Uh, that didn't make sense. So basically, as like original members of Jefferson Airplane left the band, they switched over to Jefferson Starship. And then Grace Slick being the last remaining member of Jefferson Airplane became they they changed over to Starship mm -hmm. uh, basically because they had reached a legal agreement that between this iteration and other members of Jefferson Airplane that nobody could use the name Jefferson Airplane I unless see. all of the core members were together working. Okay. So they changed their sound. They changed their name they put out some super cheese ball hit songs got set up with the mannequin movie franchise. I mean they sure as hell changed their sound I can't believe this is the same woman who sang um the white rabbit yeah exactly it's or so don't insane. you want somebody to love yeah it's uh, insane it is insane um, not bad not bad. It is bad. Exploring other interests. And excellent. So I think, you know what it is? Even though this song has allegedly some type of inspiration mm -hmm. behind it, I just don't buy it when listening to the song. I think, Really? Yeah, I think that these two were just a, a songwriting factory that just like churned out easy to digest pop romantic pop tunes without much thought and they made a zillion dollars diane warren has so many academy award nominations it is insane it's like her and people that work for disney yeah i'm not surprised so, because she's obviously very talented she's obviously very talented this song was written for mannequin yes and then just appeared on another album of theirs. they yeah they put it on their album that came out the next year because it's like a perfect fit for mannequin nothing's gonna stop us not even the fact that you're not human I it, mean, that's amazing. I mean, it's it, inspirational. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's a perfect fit for Mannequin because they are both the most 80s things on the planet. Those are the two most 1980s things to have had ever existed. They're cheesier than cheese. Watching this video is the best. Is maximum 80s. Like they are seriously one Max Hedrum sunglasses <laughs> uh, pair away from just 80s overload. It's like so at all many time. mullets, so There's much feathered so many hair. Mullets. There is a keytar. There is Kim Shoulder pads galore. Kim Cattrall. 
<laughs> Andrew McCarthy and like, oh man, the hair is off the charts. The uh, Grace Slick suit, her mannequin suit that she wears has sh- like super pointy shoulders. So like pointy. A perfect 90 degree angle on those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at other things that uh, that Diane Warren wrote, wrote and it, we got Celine Dion, Justin Bieber, Kristen Chenoweth, Chris Isaac, Laura Branigan. Um, Who's Laura Branigan? You said it like we should Gloria. Oh, I think I got your number, Gloria. Joss Stone, Leanne Rimes, Kenny G, and Peebo Bryson. Yeah, she's a talented lady, writing great songs. Mario Speedwagon, Aaron Neville, Mariah Carey, Roy Orbison. She's a hit factory. Russell Hitchcock. I don't know who that is. Yes, I do. Oh, I'm sorry. He's one of the Russell brothers. Yeah, this was for his solo work. Oh, Gloria Stefan, Michael Bolton. You're just proving my point that the song comes from a super talented person and it's great. I'm just, I'm amazed by her credits here. So. Good for her. Um, Do you want to get into the first verse? Yeah, I was going to ask if I could if I could read the first verse. Yeah. Um, And do you want to read the, the pre-chorus because you were so jonesing? I really do. Okay. I really do. So I'll read the first verse and we'll break that down and then we'll do the pre-chorus. Does okay. that sound good? Sure. Looking in your eyes, I see a paradise. This world that I found is too good to be true. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let him say we're crazy. I don't care about that. Put your hand in my hand, baby. Don't ever look back. Let the world around us just fall apart. Baby, we can make it if we're heart to heart. So the first thing I want to mention... And I was debating like saving this for the second verse because they do the exact same thing in the second verse. Rhyming you with you and then you again in one stanza. That is the laziest, most cheeseball thing. Like, you know how annoyed you get when you hear uh, the uh, sad, mad, glad, bad rhyme scheme? Like, that's Mm -hmm. elementary school level. This is below that. Where's the third you? Third you that I'm feeling for you. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Oh, but standing here beside, I have standing here beside you, want so much to give you. Are you telling me that you and you, <laughs> wait a second, justify this. I'm just telling you what. What, what, page, what are you looking at? Are you looking I'm at looking Google, Google lyrics? Oh, I've, come on. There is zero credibility to this. I think I should change what Google I'm looking Google lyrics at. are like voice to text lyrics. All right, what lyrics are you looking at? I am at? on genius.com. All right, now we're on the same page. We have everything labeled the same way. Yeah. It's not going to be confusing. Okay, you're right. It's you, you, and you. That is the worst. That is the absolute worst. No, it's not. I mean, they don't rhyme girl and world, and they certainly could have found a way to do that in this song. Girl and world is a pet peeve, but it is not. It's like rhyming girl and girl. Yeah. Rhyming you, you, and you is like rhyming girl, girl, and girl, or conversely, world, world, and world. Maybe it's not there to carry a rhyme scheme maybe it's there to carry an idea like the person who's being addressed in the song is being referred to as you and so it just keeps repeating who the song is addressing don't look at me like that this song should be everything that i hate but i love it and i don't care okay 
I am amazed. Like you are so. <laughs> I I understand that you love this song. I love me a cheesy power ballad. Like I should hate the cli- cliche of I see a paradise when I look Ugh, in your eyes. Yeah. Like I should hate that. Yeah. Because I don't really love cheese ball songs. I love it here. I don't care. It's um, fine. Is it because you have this nostalgic love of the movie Mannequin? I would say yes. Yeah. Except I forgot that it was part of the movie Mannequin until you put on the video yeah but i mean do you think maybe it's something like in your subconscious possible yeah definitely possible uh what did you think of the gray slick mannequin did she look like a uh a a gorgeous 1980s lady with very square shoulders i mean it looked as good as the kim cattrall mannequin does which isn't great those women look much better when they're They're victims of the time that this was made really um so at the time grace slick was the oldest woman to reach number one on the billboard hot 100 she was 47 years old she looked great. So, with that hair and those shoulders. No, I mean, like, she looked young. I thought she was younger than that. Even yeah. though I know I've seen pictures of her from the 60s and 70s also looking quite young. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of her voice? I love it. I yeah. love her voice. And I don't care that she says, crazy. That's I the thing. love it. That's I the thing. She has, she has an excellent voice. She has some serious range. She's got some excellent vibrato in her voice. Mm-hmm. She can hit all the notes and she can sing it like she actually knows what the hell she's talking about here. And I love the... She has uncertain words, like this weird... Crazy. Like breathy quality. That? There's like a lot of exhalation at the start and the finish of the word. I love it. Um, I do not love the way she says crazy. Crazy! I love it. That is some bullshit. Um, she says apart weirdly as well, and I love say, that uh, too. I think that's how it goes. I'm not sure about that, but I think that's how it goes. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know what can I say? I'm hey, I'm no I'm no Grace Slick but or whatever the other guy's name is. Like Mickey Thomas is what I think. I, I don't know. If you force me to look at it objectively, of yeah. course I see the cliches, and of course I see the repetition, and I don't care. I just don't care at all it and was you like don't have to you and making love out of nothing at all right that song is obviously perfect. problematic yeah, perfect and you just refuse to see the flaws in it i don't refuse to see the flaws in it it's just i would love to know that there was a flaw in that i song. can't even go back there with you <laughs> i can't go back in time two uh, weeks ago when we this song that. this song has flaws and i i likewise love it mickey thomas is the biggest cheese ball i've ever seen in my life the way he now i understand he's not an actor I understand he's mm-hmm. a singer, and singers are not necessarily actors. However, somebody was directing him to act. Somebody was directing this entire goddamn band to act the way that they acted in the videos. And it is the most 80s thing on the planet as a result. Yeah, I mean, it would cut in between, like, Andrew McCarthy doing something oh, in yeah. a scene from the movie over to, what's the his name, Mickey Thomas. Mickey Thomas. Basically doing the exact same thing towards the Grace Slick mannequin. Right. and. You don't want to put those two things next to each other because obviously Andrew McCarthy is going to look much better. Um, I do love the fact that they have Mickey Thomas riding in in a Harley Davidson, like in an attempt to make him just like badass. Mm-hmm. But he's also about five foot two. Right. With a gigantic perm. Oh, and his hair is so perm. Yeah. It's so big. There's some serious mulletage happening well, the, throughout the song. The gentleman who plays guitar yeah. that's in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. who does his weird smile from time to time. He has oh, a pretty yeah. sweet mullet going oh, on. Oh, yeah. That is like party is in like, the back. It's like a permed mullet. Yeah. 
It's oh, good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Feathered. My favorite thing about that guitar player, uh, and this is an unsubstantiated fact. I saw this online, and I could not find anything to corroborate it, but I would love for it to be true. Okay. Um. So evidently in 2016, uh, the UK's Channel 5 had a song or had a show called Rock Up, Plug In, Rock Out on Your Knees. All right. Okay. And they named this guitar solo the best hard rock solo of 1987. I wish I could corroborate that Wait, factoid. say that again? Best hard rock solo. <laughs> hard rock. This was in the, like, the age of hair metal. This is like, you know, you were surrounded by Poison. You were surrounded by Motley Crue. You had all of these, like shred metal bands when you said hard rock the first time i thought maybe i was hallucinating maybe you thought i said heart rock heart rock yeah yeah um that's ridiculous now if anybody please for the love of god can send me something that just uh, backs up this claim i would love to see that because the solo is unremarkable i didn't know there was a solo there katie we listened to this song how many times i didn't know i didn't know i'm gonna say a bare minimum of eight times before we i think that just proves that it was unremarkable it is unremarkable and there's no possible way i like i could say that this is the best hard rock soul hard rock calling it hard rock is amazing yeah as a lover of this song yeah i'm still gonna go out there and say it is definitely not a hard rock song right nothing about it is no like okay so this uh, rock soft. I want to uh, like. I want to point out other albums that came out in 1987. Here we've got Hysteria by Def Leppard. We've got Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. We've got White Snake. Uh, <laughs> they were a shred metal band. Like Poison. Look what the cat dragged in. CC Deville was an MRFer on the guitar. So point made. I mean, there's no way that this is the most hard rock solo of 1987. No. Quiet Riot. And I don't. I mean, Chili honestly, peppers, Katie. To to justify it or to to come to the band's defense, I don't think they were trying to be that. I don't think they were trying to be no, hard rock absolutely, at all. No, not at all. That would I think just be they somebody were, else's mistake. Yeah, love at first sting by Scorpion, Katie. Scorpions rock you like a hurricane. Yes, um, that's no, a band. I think they were definitely trying to be like a, a pop power ballad band. Yeah, and uh, succeeding beautifully. So if this is true, whoever worked at Channel Five. Metallica and Justice for All uh, was misinformed. Right. Made New- a huge mistake. Uh, bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet. We get it. We get it. There was other <laughs> oh, hard rock. Oh, I could go on. There I was, could go on. There were more hard rock there songs were harder, than this. harder rock solos Nobody happening. is arguing with you. No. Let them see you crazy. I don't care about that. Can you read verse two? Sure. And I'll I'll read the uh, the change to the pre-chorus when that comes up. Okay. I'm so glad I found you. I'm not gonna lose you. Whatever it takes, I will stay here with you. Take it to the good times. See it through the bad times. Whatever it takes is what I'm gonna do. Let them say we're crazy. What do they know? Put your arms around me, baby. Don't ever let go. Let the world around us just fall apart. Baby, we can make it if we're heart to heart. I bet you everybody's hearts are melting with our uh, spoken word duo here. Katie, I just vomited a little bit in my own mouth. (laughs) No. Yeah. So again, you, you, 
you, and then doubling down on that, take it to the good times, see it through the bad times. Give me a break, Warren. Give me a break. But you have to compare good times with bad times. I mean, she's just, she's not going for rhyme there. She's going for a comparison. So you're talking like straight out your ass? No. Oh, yeah. Katie. Katie, you are on a lot of drugs. Stop that. Stop (laughs) it. I mean, there is no real uh, set rhyme scheme. The only rhyme that is set is the last line of each stanza. I will stay here with you is what I'm going to do. And then in the, the next part, the gray slick part, the no and don't ever let go. So the gray slick part is A, B, A, B. Right. But in the verses, there's really no set rhyme scheme. Uh, Yeah, because it's so not well it's, written. So then it's fine. But do you have to have rhyme to be well written? No. So there you go. So you're arguing that this is well written because it doesn't have rhyme? Yes. Oh, boy. You are the worst liar I've ever married. <laughs> So, and I can't see what else you would complain about in this verse. It's great. It's lovely. Well, the verse is only 12 lines long. I mean, I've already made multiple complaints. You made one complaint about the rhyme. That's it. Everything else is perfect. And the rhyme isn't even intentional. Like, if they're not intending to rhyme, if it's not intended to have a rhyme scheme, then you can end the lines however you want to. You should have been a lawyer. I'd make a lot more money. You could make a lot more money. So... We're making a podcast instead. Law school, here I come, baby. No, I, I don't. I don't know that. Is, I don't. I don't buy that one for a second. <laughs> no. Worst liar I've ever married. Right You're there. You're taking it back now. Um. So Grace Slick and Mickey Thomas were the only two members of the band to actually record the song. Everybody else was a hired gun in the studio. Where was everybody else? I don't know. Sitting on their laurels, making, getting paid to do nothing. Did they get paid even though they didn't record? The song? I'm sure that they made money off the song one way or another. Uh, whether it's through album sales, even if it's not on this. Like, they do have to pay out the songwriters, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the band still gets paid per copy of al- uh, per copy sold. Um, so just for being a member of the band, even if you didn't play the instruments on the recording, you still get paid? You still get, like, X cents on the dollar or on the unit so I want to join a band and yeah. then say, but I'm not going to play the instrument because I don't play an instrument. So you guys just hire someone to do yeah, it. You're a part of our band. <laughs> That's true. So you don't play any of those instruments. You do an administrative I sure job. do not. That's true. Um, so that's interesting. So they have this, like these cheese balls hamming it up. I actually wrote down in regards to the video. I said that uh, everyone is a cheese ball and a ham. And then I wrote... Like an adequate deli tray. (laughs) (laughs) I like the tambourines with no tambourine sound. You know what the thing is? There's no tambourine sound in the song whatsoever. And this video has two tambourinists. Those babes are tambourining the hell out of some tambourines. They're not singing background vocals. They're playing an instrument that you cannot hear whatsoever. It's perfect. I think it's supposed to be implied that they were also once mannequins that came to life. Adorable. I love it. No, the tambourines are silly. I take that back. All right. Okay. I'm so glad I found you. I'm not gonna lose you. Whatever it takes, I will stay here with you. Take it to the good times. See it through the bad times. Whatever it takes is what I'm gonna do. Are there any other lyrics in this song? No, I think that's it. And there. Oh, there's a bridge. Ugh, there's a bridge, Katie. Okay. 
Ooh, all that I need is you. Oh, this is the best. How could we almost forget this? Well, it's not the best. That's how I forgot it. I don't. I can't speak for you. This is so great. Please go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Ooh, all that I need is you. All that I ever need. And all that I want to do is hold you forever, forever and ever. Hey. It's not the same when you're just reading it, though. Like when you hear them sing this part, it is amazing it's so good I, i'm not kidding this is not me making a joke i love it and this is my favorite part of the song okay uh and when they sing it i just am filled with joy and i love it and i think it's great so you forgot that there was a guitar solo yes uh even though it just like just rips right into it after after mickey thomas yells hey i don't really listen to the instruments that much you know oh, that i listen to so lyrics and it? singing mm. You listen to the lyrics yes. in this song? Is that what does it for you for this song? I like them. Um, so this is a bigger hit than anything that Jefferson Airplane or Jefferson Starship ever made. A much bigger hit than White Rabbit or Somebody to Love. Well, White or Volunteers Rabbit of America. is such a weird song. Yeah, but it was a massive like psychedelic hit. Sure, but I could see how this would be a bigger hit because it's more mainstream. It's more accessible. Sure, yeah. It's more fun. It is more fun. I will give it that. The movie Mannequin, I I don't think I've seen since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember more Mannequin 2, <laughs> which is not the way it should be. Those are both great movies. I love them. Mannequin 2 on the move, which I believe the only cast member that like carried over was... Uh, Hollywood. Hollywood from Designing Women. Um, I don't remember who the guy was, but the girl was Christy Swanson. Yes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you know that Grace Slick was a crazy person? No, I didn't. Like, I don't know that she's an actual crazy person, but she is a crazy person. Um, so I should start off by by noting that her maiden name was Wing. She she was born Grace Wing. So, uh, in W I N G W I N G, like like Paul McCartney and. Okay. Um, so evidently, uh, Grace Slick went to the same college as Richard Nixon's daughter. And so in 1969, there was a college reunion. Well, not a college reunion, like basically a college party, uh, alumni party okay. at the White House. Huh. And so Grace Slick and activist Abby Hoffman had a plan to dose President Nixon with 600 micrograms of LSD. Oh my God. (laughs) And they were found out because Grace Slick was on an FBI blacklist and got recognized by White House security. Because the invite was sent to Grace Wing, they didn't realize that this lady who was on the blacklist was invited to this party. Oh my gosh. So at the same time, in 1994, Grace Slick was was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. (gasps) After she aimed a gun at a police officer that came onto her property. Whoa. Yeah. The first one I was going to say, I don't think it's fair to call her a crazy person. She's just a renegade. But that 1994 business, that's that's pretty yeah. serious. I mean. I don't want to call her a crazy person. Crazy. But that's she pretty was serious also, business. She was also on a lot of drugs. So, like, she, you know, she probably had some stuff floating through her bloodstream at the time. Affecting she, her judgment. Affecting her. She was probably on a bunch of muscle relaxers. Hey. <laughs> Um, anything else to say about these lyrics? No, I mean, just that they're great and I really like the song. I'm sorry if that's boring for everyone. I thought you and I were going to fight about it and then you you told me you love the song too. I do love the song. I do love the song. Um, I only really have one more factoid if I can if I can drop it on drop us. Drop it on Go you. Go ahead. Drop that bomb on you. 
So in 2013, this song re-entered the UK singles chart and made it up to number 39 because it was featured in a Talk Talk TV's advertising campaign. Huh. And so that shot it back up the charts for the second time, uh, you know, 30 years after it was original, well, 27 years after it was originally released. I think that's great. Share it with a new generation. I mean, it's important. Yeah. Uh, this is a song that you can definitely like power fist in the air like you're serenading somebody. It's impossible to not sing along with this song. Right. I do, like I said before, I do think that you know all of the words to this song before the chorus is over. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. The words are pretty simple. You shut your mouth. What did you just say, Katie? Not bad. I didn't say the words were bad. I said the words are pretty simple. This song, and if we bring it back to the beginning of the episode, that's one of the things I like about the song. I'm going to call this song something that uh, that Chris Crowley is going to notice when okay. I say that this song is trite. <laughs> he was giving me a hard time on Saturday about using the word trite over and over again. But this is a trite, trite, trite sap song. Disagree. I think it's just genuine and straightforward. I Ooh, I don't think it is genuine at all. When I, they sing "You're All That I Ever Need," all right, right from the heart. I oh, oh my God. gosh, I love it. I, I I'm gonna go out on a limb. Okay, so here's the scenario I'm envisioning: uh, Albert Hammond and Diane Warren get together to write a song for the Mannequin Two soundtrack. All right, and scene. Albert Hammond starts discussing about how he's got a divorce coming up and that's going to legally free him up to marry his girlfriend of seven years. He says, somewhere in this conversation, nothing's going to stop us now. Diane Warren says, great, write that down. That's our title. We're going to just shit out a song about love. Go. That's it. That's what I got. I don't agree with you. I don't think they're going to poo out a song. I think they wrote a really good song. song about love. I, uh, I think they wrote a really good song that's garbage. Um, I guess we're just not going to agree on this one. You know, the outro is the chorus and it's got some parentheticals. Mm-hmm. I do love a parenthetical. That's true. You want to go through that? Who's reading the parentheticals? Ladies choice. I'll read the actual lines. Go for it. And we can build this dream together. Hey, baby. Standing strong forever. I know. Nothing's going to stop us now. Nothing's going to stop us. This world runs out of lovers. Hey, baby. We'll still have each other. Nothing's going to stop us. Nothing's going to stop us now. And then it just keeps going. Then it just repeats that chorus over and over again. And you could hear it forever because it's so good. Oh, man. I would happily listen to this song eight more times today. I was every time you played it, I was singing along. I couldn't even help it. I want to listen to it 97 more times. Anytime it comes on, I'm turning it up. I'm rolling the windows down in my car. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. Uh, my hands will still be at 10 and 2. My eyes will be open because, you know, I'm trying to be a safe driver. Sure. Um, but, yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Can't say a bad thing about it. I think it rocks. When you remember that. <laughs> very softly. This was a, <laughs> this song rocked so, so soft. soft. This is... <laughs> The softest of rock. This song got me rock soft. Um, (laughs) uh, When you remembered that this was off of the Mannequin soundtrack, your face lit up like a Christmas tree. I was so filled with delight. It was like I got a present. It was really, it was really something. And then you were just watching the video and the clips of Mannequin coming through. And it was, you, you turned into a five-year-old again, just (laughs) enjoy, or four, I guess you would have been when this came out. Um, And you were not on a lot of drugs at the time. No. Uh, You were on a, a hearty dose of tea. Yeah. 
<laughs> just having a strong cup of tea, you enjoying a, some Hollywood. You'd put back a couple Earl Greys at that point, mm-hmm. I suppose. But uh, so you love this song, start to finish, no flaws. I love this song unironically. The perfect power ballad. I just have a genuine love for this song. Free of guilt. Yeah. Free of regret. Free of apologies. I love it. Katie, slap a grade on it. No, I refuse. You can't. You need to. B. Why? Because I because I said so. Oh. <laughs> that is a ter- as a teacher, you should be ashamed of yourself. That is not how we grade. Shh. Okay. Uh, windows down, volume up. That's why I like power, to listen to this song. Power fist in the air. Yes. Driving with your eyes closed. Open all the time. Open all the time. Yeah. I'm going to go windows down, radio up, power fist, eyes closed, driving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a strong endorsement, despite how bad I actually think it is. Even though it's great. I can still get behind a bad song. Just because a song's bad doesn't mean I don't like it. I can get behind a bad song. We've heard me do it. Yeah. But this isn't a bad song, so I don't need to get behind a bad song here. It's a good song. Listen, we have the rest of our lives to uh, prove you wrong. Or me prove you wrong. That was not a good sentence. Well, you're an educator. That's me. (laughs) So with that, should we wrap this one up? I think so. uh, What are we doing for dinner tonight? Going to get pizza. Nice. Okay. Yeah, all right. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for spreading this. We, Like we were saying before, we are fast approaching 10,000 downloads. So if you would not mind, you know, just telling your friends, telling your enemies, telling anybody, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, song suggestions, please reach out to us. Our email address is decompositionpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at decomp underscore pod. Facebook, we have a Facebook group, Decomposition Podcast. Instagram, we post all sorts of pictures. Guys, one does on, on Instagram. Instagram. Sure. And Please, if you wouldn't mind, get onto Apple Podcasts and drop us a review, good, bad, or otherwise. We love to hear feedback. Uh, let us know what we're doing right or wrong. And Katie, am I forgetting anything this week? That's it. That is it. So thank you guys very much. And you just chill till the next episode. Hey, Meg, are you terrified when you see a large group of people dressed in the exact same outfit? Usually. Al, are you strangely intrigued by the idea of wearing linen to appease alien overlords? Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself sucked in by documentaries about cults from the 70s? Absolutely. Do you like your podcasts with wild but educated speculation? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, check out Can We Cult? Hosted by me, Allie. And me, Megan. We're two cheap wine aficionados slash best friends living in Portland, Oregon. Sure, we have some formal training and we do work in social services, but we got our real knowledge about cults from documentaries, books, Reddit threads, and again, wild speculation. Every Thursday, a new episode full of scary, sad, and hilarious stories with a whole lot of heart is released. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Overcast, as well as on all social media platforms at Can We Cult. Join Join us, won't you? Hi, I'm Phil. Oh, did someone just did someone just sign off of AOL? I'm Paul. I really don't have a lot on this. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is rolling off the rails real quick. 
And I'm Dennis. I, I am so cats. mixed up today, just don't even listen to me anymore. And together we are... Voltron! Well, no, not Voltron. We are Useless Debates in Pop Culture, a weekly... Or we at least try to be. ...podcast that allows you to pick the winner. <laughs> ding, ding. ding. By no means the a lantern. internet strikes again. Yeah, for sure. We will debate anything. So if you want to hear debates on such useless topics as best Val Kilmer Ooh, role, Tombstone, Tombstone, or best movie soundtrack, American Graffiti, or the most successful former boy band member, JT, then tune into our show. Your podcast is so well named. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play. And our website, uselessdebate.com. All right, there we go. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs>